Gamarja Bud from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Georgia update from the 22nd of December 2022. Quick summary of what's going down in Georgia. Let's kick off this week with a follow up on the Black Sea Energy Submarine Cable. Saturday, the 17th, big shots in Georgia, Azerbaijan, Romania, and Hungary signed an agreement on the Black Sea Submarine Electricity Cable Project in Bucharest to export green energy to Europe via Georgia. Electricity cable will connect Georgia and the entire South Caucasus to Romania, allowing the export of green energy to Europe and strengthening of mutual resilience, a big EU priority these days. Speaking of energy, on Monday the 19th, the government declared it would seek to announce a new tender on the construction of the Hudoni Hydropower Plant, or HPP project. Prime Minister said it would become the second largest HPP in the country with active involvement to the state. The initiative on building the estimated $1 billion facility in the country's northwest Svaneti region will proceed with new partners after the annulment of the deal with British Indian Transelectrica, which had failed to build the HPP first project a decade ago. Following the weekly government meeting on Monday the 19th, Economy Minister Lehman Davidashvili said the new tender on the construction of the plant would be announced this coming year. Moving on, the Georgian Jewish community celebrated Hanukkah on Sunday the 18th. Prime Minister Irakli Kharabashvili joined the celebration at the Great Synagogue in Tbilisi in his Mess Kharabashvili with Jews around the world peace, victory, and prosperity, and said, not many analogies of the centuries-old relationship and friendship between Jewish and Georgian people could be found around the world like the one in Georgia. We've all heard about that. By the way, do you know there is a government entity called the State Agency for Religious Issues? It's the body responsible for interreligious matters. The agency hosts conferences, many other events to ensure the brotherhood among different religious communities in Georgia. It should be noted that the Orthodox Patriarchate is the only religion to receive direct and quite big cash transfers of taxpayers' money directly from the government. In other news, a group of Ukrainian children and their coaches from the Olympic School the country's southern city of Mykolaiv arrived in Georgia on Monday the 19th for a 10-hour tour. The Georgian Parliament and the Tbilisi City Hall jointly organized the trip. Next up, firefighters extinguished a blaze that broke out on the top floor of an apartment complex in Georgia's Black Sea coastline city of Batumi around midnight between Sunday the 18th and Monday the 19th. The fire completely destroyed a restaurant on the top floor, which is adjacent to other residential buildings. Local media said that the fire started in a lounge bar that had been closed over the past several weeks. No injuries have been reported since residents evacuated the building shortly after the fire broke out. Service said firefighters prevented its further spread before extinguishing the blaze. Police are now looking into the causes of the fire in the building, which is located on Agmashindabeli Avenue. The building houses almost 300 people. Now onto the Misha case. On Monday the 5th, Saakashvili's legal team distributed a medical report to the court saying that Misha has been poisoned in custody with heavy metals and that he risked death without proper treatment. According to head of the medical emergency department, the special penitentiary service Malhaz Urkmelidze, in the report that the Empathy Center provided to the agency by the court, Misha was not poisoned. As Malhaz Urkmelidze told journalists on Wednesday the 21st, according to the documentation provided, the toxic substance in Saakashvili's body was not a poisonous amount, and all indicators were sharply below dangerous levels. 
On Thursday, the 22nd, another court hearing was held regarding the postponement of the sentence of Saakashvili. This time, Misha was allowed to attend the proceeding remotely from the clinic. However, during the hearing, he got sick and doctors disconnected him from the online session. Saakashvili's pictures from the trial were shared by his lawyers where he looked pretty weak and unwell. Speaking of politicians, an interesting article was published by the New York Times on Wednesday, the 14th, about politician Ani Dolidze, who they say tries to focus on issues rather than people. According to the article, over the last 18 months, Dolidze has emerged as a rising figure on Georgia's political scene. In May 2021, she founded her own party for the people, and in a national poll taken in November, she was named the country's fourth most favorably viewed figure with a 40% rating behind the revered 89-year-old Georgian Orthodox patriarch, Ilya II, longtime leader of the nation's Orthodox Church, who took first place, but ahead of the country's first woman president, French-born Salome Zurabashvili. The author underlined the significance and vital need of such fresh-faced politicians in the current Georgian political scene. The article also highlighted Dolidze's assumption that the Georgian dream government deliberately kept a focus on Saakashvili and his health to divert attention from more pressing social and economic issues. Want to read the full article penned by Celestine Bolin? Follow the link in our show notes. Moving on. On Wednesday, the 21st, the prime minister said that employees of administrative bodies will have holidays from the 3rd to the 6th of January. As mentioned in the decree, this will not apply to those entities whose performance is an urgent necessity for the implementation of state power and the normal functioning of society. In other news, 62 people were arrested on drug-related charges on Tuesday the 20th, according to the Ministry of Internal Affairs. Among those arrested are 46 drug dealers and 16 foreign nationals accused of illegal import of drugs into the territory of Georgia. Defendants face up to 20 years or lifetime imprisonment. According to the ministry, the law enforcement officers conducted controlled purchases of drugs several times from persons arrested and performed secret audio-video recordings of these sales. More on criminal offenses. On Wednesday, the 21st, Georgia Special Investigative Service said the country's prosecutor general's office had filed charges against a Russian citizen who injured a local reporter by intentionally driving a car into him last month. The service said the violent act had followed an attempt by the reporter to interview the Russian national in central Tbilisi. In response to the attempt, the latter got into a car, started the engine, and drove into the journalist who got minor injuries as a result. Speaking of Russians, State Security Service on Wednesday the 21st said that Manuchar Gulitashvili, a Georgian citizen illegally detained by occupation forces near the occupied Skhinvali or South Ossetia region earlier this week, has been released. Lastly, let's share an update regarding Georgia's support of Ukraine. On Wednesday the 21st, 25 high-powered generators were sent from Georgia to Ukraine, which were purchased by the Georgian state electric system. These are industrial generators with a total value of 1.5 million lati, about half a million dollars. With their help, other essential facilities will be able to work in an emergency. And that's it for this week. So here's a bit of holiday spirit, whatever that is. It's something close to the reason we here at Rorschach have for doing this. Yes, this, what you just listened to, to help bring us together and to move us towards the light. So thank you for listening, learning, thinking, and joining us on this new thing we're all doing together. Really, thank you. Nach Vandis. Nach Vandis.